This is Erica Heilman. Here's our show, number six. Your recordings about the pandemic. Meeting people. Hmm. But right now we're not supposed to go anywhere. Really? Yeah. Why? Because of the virus. The city is on lockdown. It is, right? For 12 more weeks. Oh. What's Margie doing? She's in bed. Oh. You, you haven't been exposed, have you? Not as far as I know. Yeah. If you get exposed, how do you feel? You have a dry cough and fever. Oh. And, I guess, trouble breathing. Oh. Mm. It is, is it all over the country? It's all over the world. Oh. How many have died? I lost track. <clears throat> Does it frighten you? No, doesn't bother me much at all. But I'm not going to ride the bus. What do you want for dinner? Cleo is a little girl that lives around the corner, and she and her family have been away. And for one day, Liv got to hang out with Cleo. And after that, they've been shut inside their house. So she's really sad about it. Cleo home. Cleo home. No, Cleo home. Cleo. No, Cleo home. I made a list of some things that are still normal for me. I still get to walk to Lake Perrin and I get to have lunch still and eat a BLT sandwich. My cat is still my cat. And this is a list of things that are different. I normally walk through Bennington College, it's right close to my house, and I was stopped by a security guard a couple days ago and told that I can't walk there anymore. And I just came down with something. I've been having like fatigue for a while, like the past two weeks. And the past two days it's gotten worse. And my parents and I decided to do social distancing maybe a week ago, a week and a half ago, I think, finally. Yeah, just being scared that I gave it to them, and they're doing fine. But it's just weird to, like, talk to them on the phone, and they're literally two miles down the street, and I just want to hang out with them as much as possible because I could die or they could die, which I guess is, like, all the time it's like that. But <laughs> I don't feel like it's like that most of the time. Like, I don't think about death 
as much. So, yeah, it's just, it's nighttime or evening time and just my heart kind of aches. I just wish I had, like, my mama. <laughs> so, and knowing, like, it's just like a fast forward to the time when I probably won't have her around. So, even if it's not, obviously, like, she probably will live through this, but just feeling sad. son who's 17 it's tough being a 17 year old kid school's canceled didn't like school two three weeks ago but now he sure misses just being able to see people and social life that's involved with that he's such a good kid he doesn't want to go outside doesn't break any rules so he's in here and, you know, I see his phone light up or whatever it is when, you know, he's not paying attention to you anymore. He's paying attention to his phone for a little bit and he puts a little smile, I call it like a Snapchat smile, on his face. And, you know, he's taking his picture and typing something in and I say, who are you snapping? And he says, who do you think? And that's his girlfriend who lives on West 20th Street. We live on West 100th Street. I'm trying to convince them to each walk 40 blocks to West 60th Street. But they're both rule followers. So that has not happened. And, um... I had had a sore throat for a couple of days before when I learned this. I don't know if I might have gotten it from her. Yeah. So anyway, I figured I, was, I wasn't sick because I had been too days without having any symptoms. And I figured it was safe enough to uh, take the bus out here. My name is Eli. I, uh, I live in Philly. I live with um, my best friend, his name is Gabe, and I've been spending a lot of time in the basement quilting, but I share the basement studio with Gabe, and he makes some of the sexiest music I, I have ever heard in my life. I, I, don't, I don't know how it comes out of him, but right now he uh, he's rehearsing for for an online show that he's going to do. So let me just walk downstairs. I'll show you how sexy this music is. Well, the hair salon is closed. Why? Because of the virus. Really? 
I'm surprised. Must be serious. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this happening before. My lifetime, anyway. No, me neither. I don't know what I want to do with my hair or not. Tomorrow we're going to have the sing-along on the computer, so everyone will see you. So you might want to have your white... You might want your white to be touched up. on the computer. Yeah. I don't think I want to bother having a shower or having my hair done. Why would they go to let everything be canceled just because it's a virus? They worry about it being transmitted. So if it's transmitted, it's transmitted. We'll get over it. Well, some people whose health isn't good are vulnerable and they could die from it. We all have to die sometime. I'll just leave my hair the way it is. Maybe you just maybe this is a time to just go white. Why not? Then you don't have to get your hair colored anymore. Ever. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'll wait till I get old. I'll just get up and get dressed and come down. Hi, Erica. It's Katz. Um, I'm lying in my bed in Amsterdam, and it's five minutes to midnight. And I wish I could sleep, but last night I was awake until four, so I don't think it's happening anytime soon. I, it's so... I don't know why, but I've been thinking a lot about um, Anne Frank. <laughs> I live 10 minutes cycle from uh, Anne Frank's hiding spot, and she's kind of a symbol of the city, of course. And um, I can even hear the church bells if it's quiet uh, that she talks about in her diary. And I just... I wonder, it, it's so much more visceral to me now that that she went and lived with a family that she didn't know, that their family didn't know. It hit me so <laughs> deeply all of a sudden, like how crazy that I, that wasn't a thing I fixated on, like how how much they didn't know each other and they were just suddenly two families living alongside each other constantly. And I'm also thinking about, like, did Anne Frank lie awake? Did she lie awake at night and think about all the other people that were in hiding? Like, there were so many people in hiding at the same time. Everyone has a story. And I just never thought about the fact that they maybe were all thinking of each other, lying there together, alone together.
before, didn't it? Yeah, it rains for a few days in a row. And the barber shops are closed, eh? Yeah. Hmm. bedroom on a sunny day and it seems that um, after having flu-like symptoms um, pretty much from the 12th of March to the 20th of March they went away and um, I noticed my temperature was feeling a bit warm and my throat started to feel dry and then my legs kind of went wobbly and my lungs feel tight and Corinne's not feeling well either, and Eva, uh, I discovered her midday yesterday, lying in the middle of the floor, fast asleep, and she was hot. So I will just focus on resting. I'm not going to worry if I get worse. But parts of us are wondering, how did we get the second round? We've barely gone anywhere. I think the sea is running too high and it's a quiet sound anyway. The sea is about, hmm, as the crow flies, maybe 500 meters from where I'm living. It's a one kilometer walk and I haven't summoned it for two weeks because our lockdown in South Africa is a serious lockdown. We're not supposed to be at our houses unless we're going to the shop for supplies or going to uh, seek medical help. That's it. Can't walk my dog. He wants to divorce me. Another monkey came and stole a guava right in front of me and looked at me with great glee. Little signs. Anyway, and our president last night extended the lockdown for two more weeks. So instead of a week left, we were supposed to do 21 days. Instead of a week left, we now have three weeks left to the end of April. It's good. It is good. It's the right thing. And it's hard. This is a duet. Do you ever miss your mother? I have a question. Oh, Siri, do you ever miss your mother? I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? Oh, Siri, do you crave a papaya? I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else oh, I can help with? Oh, Siri, do you crave physical contact and intimacy ever? I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? Hello. My name's Jan. I am in East London. It's Sunday the 4th. No, the 5th of April. Um, my partner, who's American, is in the lounge 
Trying to get his mum to download Facebook Messenger so that she can... Huh? Where's baby? Um, oh, in on the shoe rack. <laughs> on the bunk beds. I know, but she was sleepy, so I had to put her to sleep there. No, it's not a nap time. It's not a nap time. Oh, dear. Go and wake her up. Uh, yeah, my partner's painfully trying to get his... Um, 70-year-old mother to download Facebook Messenger in the lounge. Um, we've just had a barbecue in the garden. This is week three of staying indoors. What was that, Annie? Put the baby in here. Put the baby in there? Okay. I am being instructed to babysit my five-year-old's doll. What's the doll's name? Dorothy. Dorothy? That's Grammy's name, isn't it? to be Dorothy. Okay, I'm going to put her in here. And make her face outwards. Facing outwards. Yeah. Okay, so we're using my dungarees as a little sling here. Facing outwards like that? Yeah. Okay, I'll be your babysitter. And this is pretty indicative, really, of um, my life now. Just uh, five things going on at once. No peace. Um... Which is fine. It is fucking annoying at times. We've got a two-year-old and a five-year-old. And, yeah, week three, been stuck in the house with them. However, it's also been a bit of a gift. Like, there have been some amazing conversations and amazing moments, which I just wouldn't have had. Um, she would have had, had them with one of her teachers, I suspect. But I fully recognise that. Um, the only reason I'm able to enjoy this, at least in part, is because I'm so privileged. I mean, there is a background of terror because the hospitals in London are fucked, basically, now. I think we're reaching the same level that we saw um, Italy and Spain in a few weeks ago, or last week, I don't know, when, God knows. Um, but we are definitely at that point in time where if you break your leg, you are going to need to fucking sort it out yourself. Um, because we're hearing from our friends, anecdotally, who are doctors, um, that anybody who goes into hospital now is just a sitting duck. It's They're riddled with it. And lots and lots of people in their 30s and 40s in real trouble in the hospitals. Not just old people. So, yeah, it's shit situation, scary situation, but, I mean, privileged enough to, if I'm honest, enjoying some parts of it, which feels awful to say, but that's the truth. Okay, bye. I don't think I'll bother with the shower. Well, let's see. Let's see how it goes. I'll just get up and come down and have breakfast. I'll just get up and come down. I don't want to bother with the shower. Siri, can you feel your heart? I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? Do you ever fear your own death? 
I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? Oh, artificial intelligence fails me again. There aren't any major revolutions going on or, or uprisings. The, the world is fairly serene. depending on where you live. Have you heard much about what's happening beyond here? Um, I haven't heard a great deal, no. I haven't. I guess I haven't been paying attention. So, put on a happy face in E-flat, what do you say? And what do you like as an intro? In the show you heard from Alicia and Liv in Los Angeles, Ada in Marfa, Texas, Anna in Bennington, Vermont, the sound of rain in a wood stove from Bruce in Montreal, Bill in New York City, Morton's Garden in Southampton in the United Kingdom, Eli in Philadelphia, Katz in Amsterdam, Shana in Ochterarder, Scotland, Samantha somewhere north of Cape Town and south of Durban in South Africa, Jen in East London, and Bev with her mother Marge and her father Bill in Toronto. And you're listening to Bev and her mother play now. Keep sending your stories from wherever you are. I listen to all of them. I'm recording this at, I don't know, 11 o'clock on a Friday night. I have to say that the one thing I do like about this time is that days and hours don't mean anything anymore. If you have friends who are struggling or on the front lines of this thing, I'd love to hear from them. Pass this project along to them if you think they'd be interested in recording. And keep sending your recordings to me. My email is rumblestriphourshow at gmail.com. The brilliant associate producer for this project is Samantha Brown from Transom. Transom is my partner in making this series. Transom is the place where new audio stories, either you know, public radio or podcasts, get born. I'm really glad to be working with them. Uh, this is Erica Heilman. Thanks a lot for listening. Bravo.